Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. So a lot of the world has been waiting for positive news on the development of a vaccine for COVID-19. Maybe we're getting a little bit of that. And Wall Street is excited. Um, I tend not to have the personality that has a lot of emotions in it. I'm really, I, you know how the movies portray Italians like hot-headed. I'm kind of that kind of guy where no emotion, no emotion, no emotion. I get super hot-headed or super romantic or super, you know, like I go kind of like nothing, nothing, nothing overboard. Market's kind of um, not a good place to be excited or fearful because you can kind of get caught up in it and then start making bad decisions. The Federal Reserve issued a stock market warning over the weekend, essentially talking on 60 Minutes, that they, they're on top of this and they feel they're, they're continuing to throw more money at the problems, but that the stock market, they talked a little bit about it, and they, you tend not to, the Fed's not supposed to be looking at the stock market. That's one of those unwritten rules of they're not supposed to change their policy to, let's say the stock market's up. 10 years in a row, and then it goes down for one year. That's okay, and that's normal. They're not supposed to go in and bail it out and like try to prop it back up. It's guaranteed to go up. It's not. But a lot of news this weekend on COVID, a lot of news on the number of deaths. You know, who are you going to blame this on? Will it be China or Obama? <laughs> Got to blame somebody, it seems, right? That's a little bit of sarcasm and cynicism, people. Um, but markets are doing quite well today. The news out of the Fed that they're thinking things could get worse, which means they're looking at the stock market, which means like you weren't just supposed to say that because that's kind of cheating. That just told me that they're, they're concerned. They want to make sure that it doesn't fall too much. That gives me a level of confidence to come out on the air and tell you, read between the lines, people. That's what just was said, and it was pretty obvious. Did they wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke? Did they clap their hands when they said it? No. But I've seen that, that, that script before. There's a lot of optimism over a COVID-19 vaccine today. Moderna came out, and to get a drug through trials, you got to get phase one, phase two, phase three. And they said phase one seems to look like it's put the proper antibodies in place of a human so that they could fight COVID-19. Moderna, uh, mRNA, big winner today, 20% winner on market because they said we got that first phase looking okay. Now, again, they didn't release any data. They're not going on the record. There's not the, Well, they're going on the record, but that's where they can get into trouble. Are you the type of person that wants to invest in the cure for COVID? Because for me, I have no interest in that. Zinga's a little bit lower today. Is it because... 
if there is a cure, if there is a vaccine, that we all go back to work and we stop playing video games? Maybe. That's how Wall Street tends to work. Um, Peloton, same idea. That we've built up super high expectations. That the longer we are in quarantine, the better for a company like a Peloton. Peloton's down 5% on a day when the market's up 3%. You can learn a lot by looking at the winners of the day. You can learn a lot by looking at the losers just as well. Home builder confidence is rising in the month of May. When we get out of this, owning a home is still going to be a thing. Renting a home is still going to be a thing. We're not going to live in the trees with the monkeys yet. Although I will be honest with you. I watch those Planet of the Ape movies. They seem to be always be on cable TV somewhere. Um, and I kind of want to live in that world where apes can talk. And they say things like, human bad. And then like a small little monkey gets killed by accident. And then the apes get all freaked out. And they want to kill more humans. As retribution. I love those movies. I want to live in that world. I know you're saying that just broke it down. Weren't you talking about home builders being confident because people are always need homes and now you're starting to talk about living with monkeys? Yes. Back to that. Um, we're going to need places to live and low interest rates should help right now. We're not building new places, but people are still going out and jumping on tender and people are still hooking up and people are still falling in love. Yeah. Love and death in time of a pandemic is just about business as usual. They're going to be making babies, and we're going to need places to live. FedEx Microsoft has joined forces against Amazon. FedEx and Microsoft has joined forces. Whoa. That's an odd alliance. No. They're teaming up to provide commercial shipping customers with early warnings of delays from weather, traffic, and other mishaps giving the courier and the software maker another weapon as it competes with Amazon. It's going to use Microsoft's cloud software. It's going to give big and small companies real-time data to determine ways to improve how they move goods around the country. For example, a medical device maker could find out that a new FedEx surround service, that a snowstorm threatens to delay a shipment of a heart surgery kit to a hospital. The high-priority package would find a way to make it there on time. Now, I see that as a press release. <laughs> FedEx and Microsoft are going to work together. If that press release works, it should increase their profitability and their margins. And we'll see that over time. I'm going to look at their profitability and their margins regardless. So that kind of press release, I instantly th- throw away and I won't bring it up again. I'm like, hey, did you hear FedEx and Microsoft are working together? You have to learn to spot news in your eye uh, and the source of it. I'm not a fake news. I'm not going to start screaming about stuff. I could. I tend to play a game of wig or toupee. Anytime I say a wig or toupee on TV, I, I kind of say it underneath my breath. And people around me have grown to love this. Um, I'm like, that's a wig. Those are hair extensions. Um, it's a little game that I have to keep me entertained. Um... Yeah, you got to see press releases is exactly what they are, just press releases. You have to learn to figure out what news is relevant and not. For instance, if I'm watching CNBC and a bald guy comes on, I'm like, that guy could use a toupee. But on top of it, I'm like, I wonder who he works for. 
oh, he really likes the, the company Apple. I like Apple. You know what? I own Apple. Um, you should take that into consideration if you ever want to own shares of Apple. You should go, hey, maybe this guy has made some money on it and he's a little bit too in love. Maybe this guy has, you know, he's shorted it and he's trying to get people to get into the stock so he can get out. Ha, ha, ha. Um, I don't know. You don't know my, you don't know my agenda. Fortunately for you, there's a lot of legal conditions that have to be met when broadcasting and talking about stocks and compliance issues. So it's, it's, that's kind of interesting because there's also some commercials on financial radio that don't have oversights. That's where I like the oversights for you. 800-516-1220. So Microsoft joining forces with the Amazon. Ah, that's not going to get me excited. Let's take a look at what the market's doing. The big story of the day. Clearly that you know vaccine data out of Moderna is promising for next year. Broad-based gains in, as oil prices. Have you seen oil recently? Back over 30 bucks. Wasn't it just under 10 like last week? Disney's up huge, reopening some shopping areas, up 7.2%. Delta Airlines up 10.6% on that vaccination news. This is a, If you're not making money today, you're doing something wrong, it seems like, right? You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investing and more. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I have not seen the numbers yet. Um, as far as the Scooby Doo movie that came out over the weekend, I'm looking forward to seeing the numbers because, again, not a movie that would be a big hit in the movie theaters. But during time of COVID, is it enough to move the needle that we go? Oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, just a little bit of shifting trends, I think is pretty interesting stuff. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Stocks are rallying big today. Moderna, ticker symbol RMNA, had positive vaccine data. It's one positive. Over the weekend, you had Fed Chairman Powell say Central Bank is not out of ammunition and has urged Congress to do more. There's broad-based gains in essentially everything. Treasuries are declining. People are pulling money out of safety and putting it back into areas that you know push economies forward. Oil, for instance. Oil's up 10%. That's Trey Grande. I know you're saying, are you trying to order something at Starbucks again? Are you practicing your stupid words so that you can get your stupid drink? Trey Grande. Um, but you're also seeing companies like Starbucks and Walt Disney and Apple, blue chip kind of names that everyone kind of feels comfortable knowing about. <clears throat> Apple's opening some of their stores. Disney's opening up um, shopping areas at a resort. Delta Airlines is going to revive several previously suspended domestic and international routes. Did he just say that? I was glazed over. Say it again. The kids were talking in the back seat. 
Delta Airlines is going to revive some of its domestic and international routes. Okay. We're kind of opening back up. Good thing or bad thing. We saw that Texas had a big spike in infections, but I'm not going to get into data like that. You don't want me for that anymore. So Moderna up 22% on positive antibody build from their vaccination in phase one studies. PG&E is going to come out of bankruptcy, so says Barclays, and you should buy the stock. There is some truth to that in theory. Now, again, I'm only talking theory. Consult a burger advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. But if you could know before a company goes into bankruptcy, good time to sell, right? Because they're going to have to eliminate its assets. Now, if you know when they're coming out, the story doesn't get much worse than that. The, the bad news is done. A judge has gone, yes, yes. Um, think of it as a divorce. Think of it as anything where a judge has to make the decision. He goes, okay, this is the final decision. I've, I've, resume, I've, I've studied the facts on both parties. And that's what a bankruptcy judge is doing right now, and he's getting ready to sign off on it. And, again, it won't be another 500 cases of we're going to sue you, pg e or it's not going to be California not bankrupt. It's, the story will be over for a while. And that tends to be a good time to own a stock. Now, again, I'm not saying you should do it. I'm not even saying I did it. I'm just talking theory. Seattle is talking about an Amazon tax. This is controversial in my head. I don't know how controversial it is for you. Um, Seattle wants to take back the fiscal power that they've lost to such a powerful company like an Amazon. They, they get to call the shots, Amazon does. They're like, we want new buildings. We want this. We want that. The question is, the pandemic, economic collapse, what's it look like to Seattle? They have a citizen, citizen Bezos, who's going to one day be a trillionaire. So the council member in Seattle said, let's do an Amazon tax, a 1.3% tax on corporations, the significant headcount in Seattle to fund ongoing support for laid off families. Yes and no. Have you ever gotten to the point where you financially can't afford something? Maybe it's like you're gambling, you're doing a little horse racing or a little blackjack. Maybe it's something like that where you get to the point of like, I've just, I've lost enough money. I'm done. I, I don't feel comfortable losing more money than that. And you're just done. Or you've been in a situation where you're paying high taxes or a landlord where, you know, you should go find a place of your own, but it's really cute. And it's really close to all the great bars and restaurants. So you're willing to shell out that $4,000 a month rent when you could be paying a $3,000 mortgage in the suburbs. But you're doing it, and then you get to the point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. It costs too much money to go out. It costs too much money in property taxes. It costs too much money to rent this place. It's, it's too much money. That could happen with an Amazon situation in Seattle. Again, we're seeing some interesting trillionaire, billionaire kind of fights right now. Um, Elon Musk knew that he could open back up his factory. He knew that the politicians would be mad. He knew that they would threaten to shut him down, but they can't. It takes too long to do that. There's too many lawsuits. So I know you're saying, man, you are cynical, aren't you? Billionaires and trillionaires don't have to play by the same game. And 
you know, in Fremont, California, Elon Musk said, hey, if I don't reopen my factory and you're going to try to stop me, I'm moving my company out of the state. The state doesn't want to lose that tax money. But that could happen to Amazon in Seattle, too. It would be interesting, right? Because you, you think of some cities as being known for the companies. You mind, at one point in time, Seattle was known for Boeing. And, you know, that whole Pacific Northwest, Nike. How things shift coming out of this will be interesting. Because, again, I don't like punishing a corporation for success. I don't mind you want to tax whatever you want to tax. But on top of that, if you tax the success tax and say, eh, that kind of pisses people off. And at some point in time, their behaviors change too. And you, you may not wish for that cure, so to speak. But eh, it's a big one, right? That's one of those, like, you almost have to have a beer to even feel like you want to get involved in something stupid like an argument like that. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing more. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. This is one of those days where we're getting a big move and you go, oh, oh, um, um. I like looking at the stories that are moving the markets. I find that uh, interesting on a day-by-day basis. I don't really care where the markets are on a day-by-day basis, but I like the stories that move them. It kind of helps me paint a bigger picture of my investment thesis. Um, I love the stories in the Wall Street Journal. I like to read the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Barron's. Financial Times are my go-to published publications that you can find quote-unquote and understand then you start getting into like a bloomberg uh, machine when you're starting to look at stuff that's published in the financial markets you have to have access to information if you're going to invest and and watch the stuff if you're going to get into a diversified product and play video games all weekend that's fine just be more passive as an investor. Passive means you can have less research if you're going with kind of the research up front versus active where you're going to need to be up to date on a day-by-day basis on your, your holdings. Uh, the Wall Street Journal had a real fun piece today where they visited three malls in three states over the weekend. And they were just interested in what coronavirus looks in like in different states, how many people are wearing masks. There's a plea that men tend not to wear masks because we're masculine, which for the record, I'm yeah, I just don't want to get beat up by someone for not wearing a mask. So I wear my mask, if you know what I'm saying. Um, Americans in Ohio, Texas, and Georgia were all eager to get out of their homes, and they went to the mall. And again, one of the very first stories I did today was about J.C. JCPenney's failing and going bankrupt because we're not going to the mall. And interesting at a time where COVID is a headline-grabbing story, should we be a lock in our economy or not, Um it's interesting to see people say, let's go to the mall. That's how they were expressing their their, their freedom to move about. Uh, some people are doing it on the golf course. Some people are doing it on the beach. But malls are popular. So that should be popular and good for Macy's and Dilliards and Apple and companies that have stores in malls. A lot of U.S. malls are struggling to attract shoppers and keep tenants before the coronavirus pandemic started. It probably is going to get worse. Um, as being longer term, our, our idea is like, just get Instacart, have it come to us. We don't need to go there. 
for traffic during the first week of May fell an average of 83% compared with last year at a handful of reopened malls in seven states. So there is some activity at malls. And trying to simplify it for you in the dumbest way possible is to say that March, we saw real softness in the U.S. economic activity. Just even on like satellite images of pollution, it, we were ghosted in March. Uh, April, you heard corporations start reporting that they're starting to see a little pickup. Now that we're in May and people are going to the malls, you're not going to see the old economy. We're not going to go back to those levels of employment for a long time. But um, there will be some economic data. So the idea should be that things should not get more worse in headlines. Right? Now, this is kind of interesting is since we've been sheltering in place, Health officials now are starting to talk about, you know, going to mall is not a bad thing, and you may get the, the flu and die, but you're also getting some exercise, where for a little bit too long, you've been saying, well, I'm just going to stay on the couch all day, because I don't want to go to the mall. I could die there. So obesity and hypertension and diabetes are all things that are adding to the burden going back to work down the road. U.S. death toll is uh, approaching 90,000. That's a pretty big number. Um, the big story of the day is the markets are way higher because the big story of the day is that Moderna has seen some antibodies developed in people who've gotten the, uh, their testing vaccinated phase one trial, you know, injection. So that's positive. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, some of the top stories of the day. Excuse me, my mouth went incredibly dry there for uno momento. Um, this weekend, we watched German soccer. And I know you're saying German soccer. Yeah, there's different leagues. German has the league. English has the Premier League. United States is kind of like a little bit better than college, a little bit worse than Premier League kind of thing going on, or a lot worse than Premier League. We don't have a good soccer. Uh, but anyway, that, I'm digressing. We watched German soccer on sports, and it was competitive, and we saw what it's like to not have people in the crowds. I'm okay with it. I kind of like what the sports are doing to tinker with um, – no crowd. For instance, when the NFL did their draft and they did a lot of Zoom flashouts, they they showed a lot of like, a lot of true fans in their living room, you know, losing their their minds over who got drafted. And it was I got the fan experience. I got to see like, ooh boy, that's fun. I wish I was there. Um, I wish I liked the New York Giants that much. I don't. But German soccer returns from COVID lockdowns and had huge ratings for Fox. There's conspiracy theory. You know, we're all coming up with conspiracy theories. Do you think the German soccer league said, you know, those Americans must be bored over there. Let's uh, get our teams back together because we can sell more jerseys. So it's all starting to open back up, and now we're starting to see what it looks like. Um, and I think it's going to be in phases. I think that's fair to say. Handling no crowd is a lot easier for the security guards and the healthcare officials at a stadium than handling a crowd of 10%, 20%, 50%. 
return of the Bundesliga soccer. Huge positive. You know, the one I'm going to be looking for, and I'll look at for it maybe during the next break, is how did that Scooby-Doo? If you've been locked up and you've been turning on your TV, you've seen commercials for Scooby-Doo's coming to your, your TV. Because you can't go to the theater. It's $25 to own it or $20 to rent it. Now, we've already seen one company come out and piss off the movie theater chains by releasing Trolls 2. Um, not in a theater. The chains are like, we're pissed at you because we spend so much money making your your product look good and like getting people into this. Uh, like, I get it. But, you know, even if you did watch Scooby-Doo, and I'll, I'll take a look for the numbers because um, – how much are we changing? How much are we willing to say $20? Because anytime I take you know family to a movie, it ain't cheap. If you're going on a date with one person and you're the financial payer, or if you're taking a family of four and you're the financial, it is, you're going to run easily $100 pretty quickly if each kid gets popcorn, each kid gets out, and each kid gets like diabetes while they're watching the movie, right? 800-516-1220. Home builder confidence is rising in May. Home builders are loving the low interest rates, and they're loving the fact that people are sheltering. Um, we're not building. So we're telling workers, you know, yeah, you know, instead of having five work crews on a, a property at once, maybe one. So that's changed ever so slightly in, in that direction. So uh, Chairman Powell on Friday said the stock market could fall a lot, and Wall Street's rewarding it and pushing the stock market higher, which is great. Um, and that's how it works. India leads the world for the second straight day of cases. Uh, Mumbai, um, very, well, I think it's the world's most dense city as far as population goes. It was a year ago or two years ago, so I'm assuming that uh, still holds true. Um, a lot going on with SoftBank. Now, let's talk a little bit about SoftBank because they were showing us that there was a problem heading into this year, but COVID made all problems a little bit like pushed to the back, but that doesn't mean SoftBank won't have problems. They just reported record losses as the coronavirus pandemic compounded woes caused by the investment in trouble often, um, talked about WeWork, you know, they were one of those companies that SoftBank has a... Uh, CEO, co-founder, his name is Jack Ma. He's going to resign as director of the board next month. But um, SoftBank has a uh, a mindset of something called a vision fund. And this vision fund will tell you exactly what was wrong. They lost 1.9 trillion yen in the quarter. Uh, business condition, they, they invest in, in startups like Uber and Lyft, and they're like, they're thrilled to do it. And they'll be like 10 of them. Keep in mind, a lot of these startups that are high profile never make it. Investing in venture capital is incredibly risky. And a lot of times you get involved, and you're like, hey, I'll invest in this uh, vitamin supplement, or I'll invest in this, um, you know, milk from a llama. And then you're like, hey, it's going good. It's going good. I get good reports. And your money just sits there and does nothing. It's gone. And you're like, where did my money go? And you start getting freaked out. And then you invest there. You're like, oh, we need more money. So unless you want to lose your first investment, you have to do a second investment. And you're like, whoa. So venture capital is not as easy as you think it is. And SoftBank got into a problem with a company called WeWork, where it was almost as if, as a, a nation of investors, we're, we were stupid. 
and we we kind of bit that that message that we work all they did was they'd get into a building they'd get a lease and they'd sublease the lease and so they'd get a big office space and they would try to like make it into the perfect office space for startups so they were a startup who put people in startup scenarios and office spaces and it just wasn't very smart when we thought back on it but venture capital is was a problem last year we started seeing companies like Uber and Lyft not perform like we wanted to pre-COVID. So we're, I'm not going to say we're lucky where we are at this point in time, but there were problems heading into the year before COVID, and COVID obviously shut down the economy, which shut down potential returns in the stock market in the short term. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. In a very non-Disney kind of way, they made a little bit of news this weekend by saying, you know, we're going to be opening up some resorts, some of the shopping first, some of the hotels probably last. I don't know how much capacity the crowds, they're, they're developing that plan. <clears throat> but they're getting ready to start opening up some of the, I guess, storefronts. Very, 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 very small portion. But one of the things is they've developed a sign that basically says there's an inherent COVID exposure risk in the United States in public places. And it's an extremely contagious disease. And if you visit any Walt Disney World Resort, you voluntarily assume all risks related to exposure to COVID-19. So, they're putting up signs. Is that the new norm? Is that just to protect their butts legally? I found it interesting, because it's so anti-Disney, right? Your kids may die here. Enter at your own risk. That's their image getting a little bit of a hit. Costco is seeing crowds go down a little bit, so the emergency hoarding is thought to be... um, tapering off. Apples have set to reopen 25 U.S. stores this week. There's expected to be a meat shortage throughout the summer. Throwing that out there just in case that <clears throat> sparks something in you're like, oh boy. One of the um, areas of interest to me is how are they going to get kids back in school? If you know one thing about America is that we are opinionated. <laughs> We have good opinions and we have bad opinions and we have opinions that we're going to go to our death with. Gun control. Will there ever be a resolution? I don't think so. Um, Canada has a mass shooting. They're worse than 25 years. One week later, assault weapons are banned. You try to have that conversation in the United States and it's just, it's like a non-starter. But, um, taking a look at, you know, the market conditions and taking a look at when do we get kids back to school? Because parents are different with kids. How many kids are going to be in one class? How often is it going to be cleaned? For instance, I saw a report out of the airline industry that talked about how you're going to see stewardesses absolutely everywhere and wearing masks, most people wearing gloves. But you're also going to see a janitor now walk through the airplane while you're flying and clean while in air. Interesting, right? What do things look like? And I just don't see schools. I I still can't wrap my head around that one. 
I will give. <clears throat> hey, I'm going to tell you. I'm uh, I'm involved in the stock market. I went. I raised a little cash last year. I got a little more conservative, but not material. So I'm I'm comfortable with that. Not everyone is, and when. I guess you could say I'll feel better about the world when I see they figure out a plan for students. Um, what are schools going to look like? It's going to be some distance learning next year. How many teachers quit this year? They've had enough with the system. Don't sign a contract for next year. Um, they didn't sign up for this. They wanted to be a school teacher at a school, not a school teacher at a computer. Um what do we do with the anti-vaxxers when there's a vaccine? What do we do if there's no vaccine? What do we do when there is a vaccine that's that's in place? Do we go back to less telecommuting? Will telecommuting make a teacher's salary even less relevant, or will it make it more relevant if they know how to use the equipment? I. One of my fears is that, and this is a good fear, because I think this is awesome for college. I don't know how it is for elementary school. But for college, it looks like this could be a shift that kind of breaks the cost of college for the first time ever. Since I was a kid, every single year, cost of college seems to go up. And I think, yes, the cost of college at a four-year school with uh, noted celebrity professors will continue to go up. But the second-tier and third-tier schools where you could do a lot of their coursework online they don't necessarily have great facilities. They don't necessarily have great uh, professors. That could shock the system and lower price of, of college, and I think that would be good for our society. <clears throat> I think it would be bad for young people because I think any college experience is kind of a rite of passage in the United States, and I guess I'm still sticking with that, even though that sounds a little dated. Yeah, young people should learn how to go to frat parties and get really drunk and find their way home without dying. It's a rite of passage, man. Um, Friday is the last day that California wildfire victims, if you've had your TV on, you might have seen the PG&E commercials where they're like, my house burned down and I'm voting yes because I'll get stuck from the company. Otherwise, I could get nothing. So PG&E, wildfires, power lines, forests. I've got neighbors who are, uh, they have a mountain property and they have problems with their cable all the time. And they're like, well, our cable TV goes on and off and away. Our, our internet goes on. I'm like, you live in the mountains. It makes sense. I don't know how PG, uh, PG&E got on the hook for having power lines that deliver power. But then when a tree hits a power line and it catches on fire and burns down other people's homes, they're on the hook, but they can't raise prices as they want. I don't like that. But that's me. I don't like a semi-regulated company to be publicly traded. They just that bothers me. PG&E is holding its um, it's wrapping up its bankruptcy hearing now. Now again, I bring PG&E up because wildfires doesn't that seem so long ago in the news cycle? <clears throat> and it's really a 2017-2018 story. Now there's a state wildfire fund that's going to help pay for future wildfire costs, which a state wildfire fund isn't what it sounds like. It's, it's our tax money, kind of, bailing out these guys in the future. 
Um, and I don't really have an opinion on it. But one analyst is saying it's a $15 stock because they're about to come ready out of bankruptcy. It's around $11 right now. So he sees nice upside from 11 to 15 I throw that out there because I think it's got a lot of compelling storylines to COVID. It's got a lot of compelling storylines to lawsuits. What do you invest in? Remember the news from just a couple of years ago? You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.